Two years ago, after freshly graduating from university, I decided to earn some extra money for my family until I found a job. Since night drives provided me a sort of peace, I opted to deliver food in the evenings via a delivery app. This job offered flexibility and allowed me to explore various spots in the city. However, a pickle incident one night taught me that night deliveries could pose a risks. This particular night was different from others. Light rain was trickling down, and clouds were obscuring the moonlight, rendering the roads and streets unexpectedly dark. I began working around 10 a.m. and made several ordinary deliveries, but as it neared midnight, the app presented me with another order. The restaurant was somewhat off my usual route, and the delivery address was likewise remote, but earning a few extra dollars didn't seem like a bad idea. When I arrived at the restaurant, all was well. I grabbed the food and input the delivery address into my GPS. My phone directed me outside of the city center, into an area I was less familiar with. The journey got progressively darker and more desolate as I drove along a lonely road. The address led me to an old, seemingly abandoned neighborhood. I saw houses vacant, windows shuttered, and paint peeling off the walls. Navigating through a dim street, the headlights of my car gradually illuminated the shape of a building. The place that was my destination was a dilapidated single-story house. It was silent all around, with not a single sign of life. I parked and pondered for a moment, aware that such neighborhoods could potentially be dangerous, but perhaps there was someone inside who needed help, and maybe the food order was a treat for them. I mustered courage, grabbed the food, and exited my car. I walked cautiously toward the door and knocked gently. As I waited, I heard rustling and faint whispers from inside. My heart pounded in my chest. For a moment, I turned to flee, but then the door slowly opened. Behind the door was an elderly woman, her eyes scrutinizing me. Her eyes were expressionless, and she wore an old, worn dress. When she saw the food in my hand, her eyes lit up momentarily, but then dimmed just as quickly. She simply took the food not even offering thanks. Then she scrutinized me for another moment before she closed the door. As I turned back, my heart was still racing. I got into my car and sped away rapidly. Even thinking about that night sends shivers down my spine. The old woman did no harm, but the atmosphere there and the discomfort I felt was enough reason for me to quit nighttime deliveries. Afterward, I visited the same neighborhood several times during the day. I remembered the old woman and her house, but she was no longer there. Speaking to a few people in the neighborhood, I learned that the house had been empty for years and that no one lived there. Each time, I remember that night, the old woman, and the fear I felt. And it forever changed my decision to deliver in the dark. For years, I'd been dabbling in minor jobs and often came home late at night. One night, with an extra job I'd taken from a local pizzeria, 
I began delivering pizzas through dark, desolate streets. Most of the time, this was a fairly mundane and ordinary job. But one night, an incident occurred that changed everything for me. It was past midnight, and I was about to deliver my last order. The address was quite outside the city, in a dim and desolate area. The GPS directed me to an old, dilapidated farmhouse in the middle of the wilderness. Many people would flee from here, but what scared me was that the written address belonged to this long-abandoned structure. However, instead of questioning what was happening at work, there was just doing my job. Approaching the farm, there were only hums and crackles around me, which had seemed like the sounds of nature. Between the buildings, a faint glow of a lamp appeared possibly meaning that perhaps this place was not completely abandoned. My legs were trembling as I got out of the car, but I wasn't sure whether it was due to fear or the nightly cold. I slowly moved toward the light of the lamp and stopped in front of a building. I knocked on the door, simultaneously scanning my surroundings. After waiting for a while, the door creaked, and an elderly, weary-looking man appeared. His eyes were tired yet vibrant, signaling me to enter. While an inner voice told me, no, cold and fear had sparked a curiosity within me. I stepped in. Upon entering, I was met with a pervasive, stifling odor. The man walked inside the house and led me to a room. The sight that met me in the room horrified me. The room was filled with old furniture, broken mirrors, and strange symbols hanging on the walls. In the center was a large pentagram on the floor, and the man closed the door behind me as I entered. The man turned to me, and his eyes darkened. I was paralyzed with fear, but something inside me said that I needed to escape from here. As the man approached me, I grabbed the first thing at hand, a broken chair leg, and hit him. As the man fell to the floor, I ran towards the door and threw myself outside. Running breathlessly to my car, eerie, muffled screams were coming from behind me. I jumped into my car and sped away quickly. I didn't know what had happened, who he was, and honestly, I didn't want to know. I never forgot that night for the rest of my life. Even as years passed since the incident, I always checked behind me, avoiding knocking on unknown doors. It was a rainy night. Droplets were pelting against the window, blurring the foggy panes even more. The man's name was Adam, young but feeling worn out after all the events he'd experienced. He had sought refuge in this horrifying place, a desolate gas station, after his car had inexplicably stopped. Adam stepped out of the vehicle. Amidst the rain he could hear a child sobbing. With eyes filled with concern and fear, he surveyed the surroundings. The gas station looked abandoned, yet he could feel some activity inside. Slowly, he approached the door of the gas station. He pushed the door and stepped inside. Under dim light, three people were lying on the floor writhing in pain. Right next to them, a burly man painting a terrifying picture with a saw in his hand had left blood everywhere. The man saw Adam and his eyes filled with a mad glint. He quickened his steps and started moving towards Adam. 
Adam could feel his heart pounding as if it was about to burst out of his chest. He leaped back outside into the rain and looked around frantically, his eyes fixed on the depths of the forest next to the gas station. Maybe there he could find a place to hide from this terrifying man. His eyes plunged into the dark forest and his legs started running as if on their own accord. Branches scratched his face, his feet sunk into the muddy earth. Frightened, he kept looking back, checking if that horrifying man was following him. The man was following, with quiet, persistent steps. Adam found an old, abandoned house in the forest. He forced the door open and darted inside. The old, musty-smelling house seemed to harbor the ghosts of the past. Adam closed the thick wooden blinds, isolating the inside from the outside world. He tried to calm his racing heart, his breath coming in ragged gasps. After a while, he was startled by the sawing noise coming from outside. The man slowly opened the door and entered with calm, lethal steps. Adam held his breath and stood motionless in a corner, hidden within the shadows. While the man roamed through the house, Adam quickly devised a plan. His eyes caught sight of an old hunting rifle above the fireplace. Swiftly, with silent steps, he took the rifle and pointed it at the man's back. Stop! Adam shouted, his voice shaking but a clear determination in his eyes. The man turned around and his eyes locked onto the barrel of the rifle. Then, slowly, he dropped the saw to the ground. They stared at each other, two humans, eyes laden with fear and hatred, feeling the cold breath of death on their necks. Adam, with the rifle in his hands, felt a conflict within him. Taking a human life was never an acceptable action. Adam looked at the wild man lying on the ground, seeing the madness and soullessness in his eyes. At that moment, something shifted inside Adam. He realized that he couldn't let this incident push him down the same path. Gently, Adam placed the rifle on the ground and dialed the police on his phone. Months later, whenever Adam recalled that horrifying moment, he felt the transformation and strength within him. What he went through that night reminded him of the importance of human life and the distinction between right and wrong. From that day forth, Adam joined an organization that worked to prevent violence and help others.